0: Hey, everyone, welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and this is podcast number 178. And in this episode, I sit down with Dr. Desiree Williams. She is a doctor of physical therapy and author who currently works as an assistant professor in the Department of Physical Therapy at Hampton University and as a physical therapist for Riverside Health Systems. In late 2014, she published a book she co-authored entitled Love Affair With My Hair, Why Black Women Cheat on Health. Desiree was also crowned Miss Virginia USA 2016, only about two weeks ago, newly crowned. And she will then compete for the state of Virginia in the 2016 Miss USA competition, which will be nationally televised uh, next summer. They don't have an exact date yet. Um, Listen, she's great. I think it's so wonderful that a physical therapist is being represented in the Miss USA pageant. It's a huge platform. She can use her platform to kind of spread the word on, on how great physical therapy is. And all over social media, I'm always hearing about, no one knows what we do. No one knows what we do. No one knows what a PT does. Well, she can be a great ambassador for the profession of physical therapy. She's got a huge platform to kind of talk all about how great physical therapy is for you and how we are movement experts, and, and she's, she's just lovely. And in this podcast, we talk about why she became a PT, which is a pretty good story, how she got into the pageant world also a good story, and how she's going to use her platform to promote health and promote wellness and promote physical therapy. And she also, you know, she competed in all these pageants, kind of worked her way up while she was a full-time student. So she, so if you're a student or anybody, really, she has some really, really great time management skills to pass along. So be sure to listen for that. and And just in general... She's, she's lovely. She's confident. She knows who she is. She's proud of what she does and, and, and where she is in life. And that just comes through. You know, she's super positive and just gives some really great advice. So there's a lot of little nuggets of advice tucked away here and there throughout the entire episode. So hopefully uh, after listening to this, you'll you'll be able to kind of push yourself forward and kind of go out there and do things that you didn't think that you would ever be able to do or even dream about doing. So I thank Desiree very, very much for coming on. She was just great, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, but before we get to it, let's get to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Community Board, and there's a couple of things. Number one, Music Core. So that's M-U-S-I-C-O-R-P-S. And you can, if you don't know what it is, go to musiccore.net. And it is basically uh, a a revolutionary program to help war veterans adjust to post-war life. So what they do is they teach, they have volunteers come in and teach wounded soldiers how to play instruments, and then they have the Wounded Warrior Band, and they just did a big concert last weekend with Roger Waters and Tom Morello, and it was really, really great. And and these guys learn to play all these instruments and become sort of part of something greater than themselves, so if you have a chance, go to musiccore.net. Um, you can support, you can donate. If you're in the D.C. area, Look them up. If you're a physical therapist, look them up. find out how you can volunteer there. It's such such a great program. So again that's musiccore.net. And the other thing on the community board is we are still here at health at the podcast. you have until I believe November 4th. So if you're a physical therapy, student or a physical therapy assistant student, head on over to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. Click on the scholarship tab because you have the chance to get your early bird registration paid for by the podcast. And I may be adding a couple of other things in there to sweeten up the pot over the next week or so. Um, That may include some Visa gift cards uh, just to, to sweeten the deal a little bit. So head over to... Uh, the website, which is podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. Go to scholarship. Find out how you can win uh, your registration for early bird registration paid for by us. And if you scroll down to the bottom, you can double your chances by going over to Sandy Sandy Hilton and Sarah Haig. Go over to Entropy Physiotherapy and Wellness because they're running a contest for a scholarship. So double your chances apply to both why not um so go on read what you have to do it's really really easy and i'm going to be so excited when i get to pick someone who's going to have their registration paid for along with some other goodies i think to kind of um really make it worth your while so thank you to the students who have already uh, signed up and threw their hat in the ring, so to speak, and I look forward to a lot more. But you only have until November fourth because that is when the early bird registration ends. So get on over if you're going to, if you're planning on going to CSM. I mean, go on, try and win your registration. Why not? So thanks to everyone uh, for spreading the word on that. And without further ado, please enjoy this great podcast with Dr. Desiree Williams. Hey, everyone. So I am sitting here with Miss Virginia USA, who also happens to be a physical therapist and an associate professor of physical therapy, Desiree Williams. Desiree, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. So like I said, you were newly crowned Miss Virginia USA. You're a physical therapist, you're an associate professor, and we're going to talk about all that and how you managed to do all of that while being a student. I think a lot of students will be really interested in that, but let's back it up, and I'll sort of ask the question to you that I ask a lot of the physical therapists that come on the show, and why did you decide to become a physical therapist? What's the story? Right. So just to
1: back up uh, a little bit, my title is actually assistant professor, so I don't oh, want sorry. To- professors at my university to
0: get upset that I've, I've You know, kids. it's so I've actually made that mistake before, too, with <laughs> someone else. They're like, actually, I'm like, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, so okay, just for ahead.
0: clarification so I don't get in trouble.
1: <laughs> um, but in high school, my sport was cheerleading, and I, I've had two ACL reconstructions and obviously underwent a lot of physical therapy uh, following that. But I still, at that time, wasn't totally sure that I wanted to be a physical therapist. I knew I wanted to go into something health education, movement related, but it was still kind of open-ended. And so in college, I majored in health and physical education with a minor in leadership studies. So I got a certification to teach K through 12 health and PE, which was a ton of fun, uh, but I couldn't visualize myself doing that for the rest of my life or for doing it for 30 plus years. um, Kids are pretty exhausting. And so I discovered that Hampton University had a physical therapy program. I am not like many of my classmates who applied like five different places, hoping to get in. Um, I applied to Hampton. I remember enjoying physical therapy when, well, the non-painful parts of physical therapy after my ACL reconstruction. I sure. uh, had a great relationship with my PT. She seemed to always be happy. She seemed to love her job. So I decided to give it a try, and I, it's definitely one of the, the best decisions I've ever
0: made. And so Hampton University is in Virginia, correct? That's correct. And so, I mean, two ACL reconstructions, that's pretty... Was that in high school? That was in high school. and I was a
1: hard-headed kid, you know, your doctor and your physical therapist tell you you need, you know, a full 6 to 12 months to recover, Uh return to sport, and um, I probably returned too soon. And actually tore my ACL doing the exact same skill the second time around. Wow! So, wow! Just, I, I had to learn the hard way. Sure. Was as, this on the same so knee? Many, what'd you say? Was this the same knee? The same knee, oh, twice in man. a row. Absolutely. Man. So I feel for when I work for, work with young athletes, I can understand how eager they are to return to sport. And so sometimes, if I tell them that story, they're able to resist the urge to return to sport a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I always find that when, as a therapist, if you've gone through physical therapy or surgery or had some sort of incident or or painful situation, that it just makes you more, I think, more empathetic, obviously sympathetic, um, and, and to better even relate to your patients.
1: Right. So I, I tell that story often.
0: Oh, man. Well, that's... <laughs> That, you know, that's really good for high school kids because a lot of times they think, oh, if I can walk around and it doesn't hurt, then I can do anything. Right.
1: Absolutely. And you just don't know how how vulnerable that, that graft is or, Absolutely. or injury is.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's, you know, and, and I've heard that from a lot of PTs that they've had they had an injury and that's kind of what sort of spurred them to become a physical therapist and and I think that says a lot for the profession that if you're treated by a PT and like you said, she seemed to really enjoy her job, she was very happy, I think that's a great uh, great PR for the profession of physical therapy, that's for sure.
1: Absolutely, and even if you look at research or polls, surveys, I mean, physical therapists are still among the happiest professionals, so that's yeah. always a plus for our profession as well.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so we found out why you became a PT. So now, how did you get involved in the pageant world?
1: So my, the story is, I guess, kind of interesting, kind of long at the same time. That's okay. Um, so I grew up not in Virginia at all. I actually grew up in Georgia. Okay. And as a senior in high school, I was invited to come to Hampton University's Honors Weekend. And so I, I came because it was sort of like we had to pay for transportation, but everything the weekend was free. I came with both my mother and my grandmother, and it happened to be the same weekend of the Miss Hampton University pageant, which at the time is just sort of the, the university's homecoming queen, okay, so to, so to speak. Um, and so at the end of the pageant, I looked over at my grandmother and I said, if I come to Hampton, I'm going to be Miss Hampton University. So at the time... Obviously, I grew up in Georgia. I wasn't really planning to go to school in Virginia. It was sort of this empty promise that I threw out into the universe um, and sort of forgot about. And then somehow I ended up at Hampton the next year. And again, the pageant wasn't on my radar. But my junior year at Thanksgiving dinner, my grandmother approached me and she said, Desi, which is what my family calls me. Mm -hmm. Really, most people call me that at this point. But she says, Desi, I thought you... I thought you were going to do a pageant. Aren't you supposed to be doing a pageant? And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, my grandmother has remembered this empty promise I made years and years ago. Um, And so I had to be a woman of my word and follow through. So the next fall, I competed for Miss Hampton University. I won that pageant. um, And then I was just encouraged to keep going. So that's sort of how I stumbled into pageants, so to speak. Okay. And just, I it opened up a whole new new world and new appreciation for me
0: absolutely and then so right now you're Miss Virginia USA but you were also in Miss Virginia in the Miss America pageant as well I was yes and and so what's the difference between the two sorry I'm, I'm not like coming from a pageant background so what is the difference between those two
1: That's probably the most common question I'm asked, and I'm not offended at all because had somebody asked me like five years ago, Uh I would have known the difference either. So um, so Miss America requires a talent portion. It's a purely scholarship-based organization, so you have to be enrolled in college or have graduated from college to compete in the Miss America organization. Um, in contrast to that, the Miss USA organization there's an age range, but it does not require a college education or for you to be um, in college. There are still scholarships awarded, mm-hmm. but it's not a requirement like it is in the Miss America system.
0: And there's no talent portion of competition. Got it. Okay. All right. Good differentiation there. So now, obviously, you competed in these pageants while you were a phys- while you were a student.
1: Yes. Yes, and- I did. <laughs>
0: So the big question is, and I'm sure a lot of physical therapy students and physical therapy assistant students um, probably has this question is, how, did you, how were you able to juggle and manage your time between being a full-time student and doing these pageants? So what sort of time management tips would you give someone? Well, time management certainly key,
1: and it, it was no easy task, and sometimes I think I when I say it, when people see me do it, they think it's like I make it look easy, but it's not easy at all. I have a lot of days where I'm just completely exhausted, um, but at the same time, I use both a paper planner, like an old-fashioned paper planner, and I use the calendar on my iPhone, and so everything that's on my calendar that's a due date, an appearance, Um, a workout, just anything will go on both calendars. Because inevitably, sometimes you slip up and you forget to write something down somewhere. But if you've got it in another location, it just sort of keeps you focused. Got it. Um, Another thing that I did, especially when I was a student, I do it less now that I'm in the working world. But I would literally plan out every, like, 30-second block of my day. So I'd plan out when I'd wake up, when I'd work out, when I'd be showering and getting dressed, what time I'd be driving to school, so that I could cross things out as the day went and sort of stay on track. Um, so I scheduled my studying, I scheduled the time I'd be in lab. Um, and so just being able to visualize everything that you have to get done mm-hmm. and then having the accomplishment of checking those things off the list I think made a big difference, in me being able to make sure that with all
0: these balls up in the air that none of them gets dropped. So that's, a, you know, Samantha, I not even think about this, but you also have to work out pretty regularly as well. So, yes, <laughs> I mean, even fitting that, like, I have a hard time fitting that in, and I'm not even doing that much. Um, so this takes a lot of dedication and a lot of, oh, what's the word? stamina I guess to get all of this done so have you had this your whole I mean is this just your personality and a lot of coffee and a lot Um, of coffee okay
1: (laughs) you know I guess my parents have always instilled in me to work hard and do whatever it takes to do what you deem important and so for me um, over time, competing in pageants and doing well in pageants and having that opportunity, did it became important to me. And mm-hmm. so if something's important to you, you will find the time to make it happen. Um, so often you see people that have these goals or dreams or aspirations, but they're not willing to commit the time to sacrifice time spent doing other things um, in order to achieve that goal. For example, I have no cable. I don't watch television what? at all. I don't think twice about it, though, because it doesn't really even fit in my day. Right. So those right. those even 30 minutes or an hour that people spend each day watching TV, and most people spend way longer than an hour mm-hmm. watching TV Absolutely. each day. Uh, but during those times, I'm doing something productive. Um, so it's just a matter of what, what's important to you and what your goals are and how hard you're willing to work to achieve those goals.
0: Absolutely. So if if you're a student and, and you're wanting to accomplish all these other things on the side, it sounds like um, what you're saying is to really prioritize, find out, really truly find out what's most important to you. Right. Prioritize that. And then, you, yeah, there's trade-offs. There's always going to be trade-offs. You can't do everything. But if you kind of have your eye on the prize, you just have to keep that drive pretty focused. And and I think in, in today's world, it's so hard to, to kind of keep focus when there's so much noise out there and so much chatter. Right. And the distraction of
1: television, the distraction of YouTube and Vine and all of those, all of these technologies that cause a distraction and cause us to lose focus, mm-hmm. um, it does make it hard. But if you can eliminate, like I eliminated television, so that was no longer even a temptation for me. I mean, my my TV won't show me anything good, so (laughs) there's no use in turning it on. Got it, got Uh, it. So just Um, eliminating temptation, I think, is important, too, and eliminating those distractions so that you can remain focused.
0: Absolutely. Any other time management tips? So we've got sort of two different planners, which are two different calendars, like you said. I think that's actually really smart because then you're kind of reinforcing what needs to be done throughout the day. Right. And you're not forgetting anything, hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. And I also love, you know, I had this conversation the other day about kind of celebrating like the little wins that you have, whether it be a little win or a big win. And I think like you said, physically kind of crossing things out and acknowledging that you did that and that that was, you know, your little mini accomplishment for the day was actually getting done what's on your calendar. I think that's a great motivator and it's a really good tip.
1: It does. And even, I mean, in preparation for anything, celebrating those little accomplishments make all the difference. We get lost in the monotony of life where it just seems like you're doing the same thing day in, day out, wake up, study, do this, do that. Um, But if you can still feel like you're accomplishing something as you move through life and kind of remain present of those small successes, I think it makes all the difference in your quality of life and your feelings of accomplishments, um, your feelings of self-worth, because we do, If you don't celebrate and take the time to acknowledge those little successes, then you'll get lost and I would think, lose motivation pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I'm going to start doing that too, actually. I don't do that enough. I'm going to start tomorrow.
1: Well, let me know how it works for you. I I will.
0: I'm going to start tomorrow. I think that's a great idea. Okay. So, any other time management uh, tips for for DPT students, how to kind of get all this done and still, you know, study and pass and graduate?
1: <laughs> yeah, passing and graduating is, is super important. Yeah. Um, but in addition to crossing off those things that you have to do, I still schedule time. So, I kind of talked about my 30-minute blocks of things that I need to get done. And I, I schedule each day in those 30 minute blocks. Um, I think it's important too, to schedule 30 minutes of nothing. And Mm. it's where you can maybe sit and meditate or sit and reflect or take a nap, um, whatever your thing is to sort of recharge and reboot. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: but I, I, I can't say enough about scheduling out your day, about writing things down. Um, I think for me, that's, that's key to time management and prioritizing at the end of the day, is what's most important.
0: Absolutely. And has that carried over from your student life to now your graduate life, now that you're working? um, You've got, again, juggling a lot of things from uh, assistant professor (laughs) to working in a clinic, because you are working. I am, yes. And, and, And now you have to get ready for a Miss USA pageant. Yes. So how, do you, do you, how does all that work? Like, Do you have a coach to help you through all this? I have a support
1: system. My family has been super supportive. They were initially really skeptical of the whole pageant thing mm-hmm. uh, when I started. I have to tell the story because I think it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So my first Lo- Miss America local pageant I decided to do, I'd say, about a week and a half before the pageant. This was after I'd won Miss Hampton. I'd passed my title to the next Miss Hampton. I was no longer our our queen. The the university's queen. And a woman who worked on campus uh, encouraged me to do this Miss America local pageant. And so about a week before, I just decided, you know, I might as well. I might regret it if I don't to give it a try. And so I signed up for the pageant, and I called my mother I'd say about a week before the pageant and she still lives in Georgia and just said, Hey mom, you know, I think I'm going to compete in this pageant next weekend. And she was like, okay, cool. Like whatever, do what you want. Um, so I went and I competed and I didn't tell any of my friends I was competing because I just wasn't, I was kind of unsure. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so I won the pageant and I called my mom that night after the pageant. And I was like, Hey, you know, super excited. Guess what, mom? And she was like, what? And I was like, I won. And her response was, one what? Oh, God. She just so totally, she, totally she, forgot. Yeah, she had just totally forgotten. And, you know, she was like, I hope you're talking about school. So she, they, initially, my family was pretty skeptical. Um, but they've, they've gotten on board, and they support me in any way they can. My friends, the same way. They understand when I can't hang out or spend time with them when I'm doing uh, pageant-related things. So I'm working as an assistant professor Mm -hmm. part-time. So that's about roughly 20 hours a week. Okay. My PT job is PRN. Okay. um, So for those not in the medical field, that's, you know, sort of where you pick up hours as needed. So right now I'm working four days in the clinic. Um, I'm cutting back to three at the end of next month just to sort of allow some more time for being Miss Virginia USA. Um,
0: so now, so, do you oh, go have ahead. to travel around for Miss Virginia? I mean, uh, this is a lot. the Four days in a clinic, 20 hours at school. <laughs> when, when when, do you sort of travel around and, and you know, support your crown as Miss Virginia?
1: Right. So mostly weekends or evenings. Okay. It's where I am right now. When I cut back hours, I'll be able to be a little bit more flexible with that. Um, so being Miss Virginia in the American system is a full-time job. So when I was Miss Virginia... Previously, I was required to take a year off of school, a year off of work, and just be Miss Virginia. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, it's, I mean, it's salary. I'm, I get reimbursed. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Totally poor. Um, this organization is a little bit different where they allow you to continue life and then do this as something on the side. And so that's what I've, I've been working on doing is trying to build up um, appearances and hopefully speaking engagements, perhaps some yoga demonstrations school appearances, school speeches, assemblies, so we'll see how that unfolds. Uh, We're in the beginning stages. It's been, I guess, two weeks today um, that I was crowned Miss Virginia, so we're working on building up some appearances and uh, promoting the organization.
0: Sure. Very cool. And that kind of brings me into my next question perfectly, is what is your platform as Miss Virginia? And are you kind of incorporating your background in health and wellness and physical therapy into that platform?
1: Right. So my platform has always surrounded fighting the childhood obesity epidemic. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm more in the healthcare field, I'm out in the clinic and I'm working in an an outpatient clinic, I, I see how much adults need to be encouraged to move as well. So I've sort of expanded that. To encouraging children, their parents, and even their grandparents to engage in more physical activity. Um, Because I truly do believe that the human body has just an amazing healing potential if you're able to tap into that. Um, You and I, before the call, we were kind of discussing the mission statement of the APTA, Mm -hmm. which is transforming society by optimizing movement to improve the human experience. Um, And as a prior health and PE teacher, and I've also got a yoga certification, Um, I I truly take that to heart. So my goal is to reach as many people in this position as I can throughout the year, to encourage them to move, uh, not only alone, but with their families, so that we can move our entire society into a more positive direction.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, that's even something that the First Lady, that's been her sort of platform since... uh, coming into office has been the let's move campaign right and that it sort of started with children but I think it's really ballooned out into their parents like you say grandparents aunts uncles friends and as a physical therapist like I can't think of a better person to be more qualified to share that message because we're movement experts you know this is this is what we should, what I, in my opinion, what I think more physical therapists should be doing. Right. And that's,
1: I guess that's what I see sort of lacking in our profession is that community outreach component mm-hmm. um, because not everybody is going to walk into a physical therapy clinic. So we have to find other ways to reach the general society um, and sort of promote our understanding of, of the healing potential of the human body. And so for those people who are afraid to can't come into a physical therapy clinic or perhaps don't seek medical care, sure, um, we just have to explore different avenues of connecting with those members of society. Um, but back to the first lady, if anybody listening to the podcast has an end with the first lady. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would love an opportunity to collaborate with her.
0: I mean, God, yeah. To send send them this way if anybody knows. Please. Right, I've sent
1: letters and I get
0: kind letters back from the White House. Um, I've I've I guess sent her I've assistant, sent, but yes, I've sent letters and emails as well. Right, and they're always nice, and they do come back. Yes, which I was impressed by. Yeah, you do get but an it's answer. Not the first lady. Yeah, not, yeah, but but there's an answer there. Um, right. But yeah, I, and, and again, I, I agree with you that I think if the profession as a whole could kind of get out and almost be on, because let's put it this way, I've had, I'm in this like mastermind group and someone in the mastermind group said, you know, I, I really love what physical therapists do. I went to physical therapy and I've often wondered how come physical therapists aren't in the forefront of weight loss and fitness and health? Why is it, you know, not nothing against personal trainers, but but why are personal trainers at the forefront and not physical therapists? He's like, I was always confused by this because you guys are, have so much knowledge.
1: Yeah, I'm confused by it as well. And then we look at people who undergo bariatric surgery, and that is going to totally change not only their body composition, but also the stress on their
0: joints
1: and the way they move and the way they walk. It just seems like there should be a little bit more...
0: Absolutely, collaboration
1: there. Absolutely,
0: but... I mean, and, and and maybe you know, it, I mean, you at, at this point, you know, you're going to be competing in the Miss USA pageant. That's a huge platform, right? It's oh, huge. Yeah. It's huge, you know. And and I think it's great that a physical therapist is part of that because I, you know, I watch the pageants every once in a while. I'm always like, how come there's never a PT in any of these things? There's a lot of PTs out there. Right. How come there's no PT there to kind of give a voice and a platform for what we do? Because I think, and, and I see this a lot on social media, um, sort of people complaining that the general public really doesn't know what we do. Right. They have no idea. Like if, if people hurt their back, they're, the first person they're going to go to is a chiropractor or their doctor. Yep, absolutely. Or a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. Maybe a physical therapist is in there somewhere. You know, when when the physical therapy, you should be getting PT first.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because I have a lot of patients that come to us after they've exhausted every option. And they come mm-hmm. sort of totally um, having given up on themselves. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things they say to me is, I don't think you're going to be able to do anything for me. But my doctor made me come or my doctor Mm -hmm. thought, this might might be a good idea. All the time. And two weeks later, they're feeling great and they're back to doing, I mean, maybe not two weeks, but four to six weeks later, they're back to doing what they love doing. um, And they have an entire new appreciation. So I think it is important that we promote ourselves in different avenues. And so just uh, talking with other healthcare providers isn't enough.
0: No, 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 no. It's definitely not enough. You have to kind of get out and into the community and kind of, show people what, what we can do and, and how to do it and, and how to find us. Right. Because a lot of people, like I tell, even patients that I, I see, I've seen before, I'll see them again they say, can I just come to you directly? I live in New York state. We have, I mean, all the states have various degrees of direct access. Right. Um, but in New York you can see someone for, uh, it's like six weeks or 10 visits or four weeks or 10 visits. Right. And I remember saying, well, no, next time you can just come directly to me. And he's like, oh, well, it's so much easier. I didn't know that. Nobody knows that. Nobody <laughs> right. knows. What is what? What is it in Virginia? What's the direct access in Virginia? You know,
1: there's a special certification you have to Got get. You have direct access, which I don't have. Uh-huh. So I'm not positive of the ins and outs of direct Got access. Got it. Got yeah.
0: it. Yeah, every state is so different. Um but the actually the first direct access state was Nebraska in like nineteen fifty-three. Oh wow. Can you imagine? Know, like, that long it's it's two thousand and fifteen and not every state has like full unrestricted direct access. I know that is pretty bizarre. But it's it's getting there, it's moving. The APTA is doing a good job, I think, with promoting that with Congress. So it's just it's. I think it's just going to take a little bit more time, um, but anyway, what I I also wanted to kind of touch back on something you said earlier about people getting like bariatric surgery. Mm-hmm. I think this is like ripe for physical therapists. You know, like this right. is where I mean, if so, I, I, if you're a physical therapist and you know physicians that are doing this surgery, like please go and introduce yourself.
1: Yes. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I work in an office, uh, one of my clinics that. Is directly above a weight loss center, and I I, I don't know that we do enough um, collaboration with them. Of course, they receive physical therapy immediately following surgery, but I think there's oh, something that's great about just the biomechanics of how a person moves when you completely transform the shape of their
0: body. Um, it's really amazing. I was watching um, this documentary. I think it's called like My Six Hundred Pound Life. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Uh, have you? <laughs> I don't know if it's on TLC because at first I was like, "Am I should I watch this? Is this right. something? Is this going to be weird to watch?" <laughs> and I it, it just felt I was a little un, I was actually a little uncomfortable about watching it at first. And this woman undergoes a bariatric surgery, but the interesting thing was, so she lost like two hundred pounds, yet she was still walking, and still moving as if she still weighed six hundred pounds. Right, because she had no idea how to. I guess to, she didn't have the proprioception probably and, 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 the, and the balance. Like it was just amazing that even after losing, and 200 pounds is an immense amount of weight.
1: Yeah, more but than she, I
0: fathom, yeah. Yeah, and she was still walking because she just didn't. And I, I just thought to myself, why is this woman not seeing a PT? Right. Like what's hap- what is happening here? And even after multiple like skin surgeries and things like that, I mean there's a lot that a physical therapist can do. Um, so I'm glad that 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 is part you know part of your platform is kind of addressing the obesity issues and what what you can do as a healthcare provider for that. I think it's really
1: important. Right, and I think uh, what I always say is so neat about the position of being Miss State versus just a physical therapist or just an assistant professor um, is sort of as an assistant professor or a physical therapist. If I want to speak with a a community group, or even go to a school to talk about my profession, I might get five or ten minutes as, as part of a career day or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but for whatever reason, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but as as Miss State, a school will literally have a school wide hour long assembly where I can share my message, um, and there's or I can speak to have speak to a community group and I'd just be the keynote speaker for the entire meeting. Um, so there's something so powerful about that that
0: I didn't realize. Hey, listen, you, you know, if that's the way that gets you in the door, then that's a, that's amazing. That's amazing. Right. I think it's great. Have you, um, in, in competing in any of these, in, in pageants and trying to get all this done with your life here, which is... I still am confused how you how you're doing all of this, but have you ever had any sort of backlash or any sort of negative comments come your way? And if so, how have you dealt with that?
1: There are always negative comments. So in the world of pageants, there's these things called the void boards. Uh, the the what? Boy boards, it's called i I've never been on them uh, for the reason that it's it's typically all just negative talk because you can post anonymously and pretty much say anything you want. So they'll be like a Miss America boy board or a Miss Virginia boy board where people will just talk back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, And so sometimes people will try to report back to me and tell me what they're saying about me on the boy boards. But for me, it's important um, for me to know internally why I do what I do, um, which, again, is to reach a broader audience, um, to be able to share my message, to be able to be successful. Um, So I think it's important to have a strong sense of who you are and what your purpose is and what your long-term goals are uh, to be involved in pageants. Because there there are definitely a lot of people who, uh, no matter how well you do and how much you prepare will have something negative to say and for me I just i can't buy into it or else mm-hmm. I would be sad all the time
0: yeah yeah I mean and i I think you're right you have to know who you are and know why you're there and what you want to accomplish and you just let it not just it just doesn't even get into your consciousness sort of the backlash is that
1: right absolutely you know? I just I don't even let it Penetrate the surface. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I think that's great. And and again, I think that's that's good advice just all around. But if if there's any other uh, gals out there who are thinking of joining the pageant world, I think that's great advice. Yeah, you just
1: kind of. I mean, you have to anticipate it. But another thing is, I stay so busy that I, for me to spend time worrying about what other people are saying about me, it just. That's
0: that's not a priority of mine. Yeah, it's exhausting. Right, right. It just doesn't quite fit in my schedule. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's not. You didn't block. You didn't block that thirty-minute time off during your day. Right. <laughs> that says look at negative comments. Right. Yeah. That's that's not on my schedule. Yeah, absolutely. And what advice would you give? Let's say there is someone out there listening who wanted to get involved um, in the pageant world. At, let's say as a student you know, regardless of PT student or otherwise, what, what is your best advice for that person? Right.
1: Well, the first thing to do is to decide which system you want to compete in. Um, I'd say is is the first step. And like I said, the two systems are very different. If you have a strong talent, I have definitely go the Miss America route. And I have to say that I I won over $30,000 in scholarship. That's awesome. In the Miss America organization. Um, So that paid for a sizable amount of my education. I had a full ride for undergrad, but not quite for grad school. So that helped tremendously in paying for graduate school. Absolutely. And so I think it is a great option for students, um, not only to achieve scholarship monies, but also just the women that I've met in the process that I never would have expected to meet or never would have met otherwise, mm-hmm. I think is certainly beneficial. I mean, I my first runner up at Virginia USA, she's got a master's degree. Um, I, I competed with women who have graduated from law school or and are now practicing attorneys. So the caliber of women you meet um, is another definite positive. Mm-hmm. But for any girl competing, I, I think you just have to give it a try. And that's kind of, I mean, I've, I stumbled into pageants. I totally stumbled into it um, with the thought process of if I don't give it a try, I might regret it one day. Sure. And and so you just have to take a big leap and take a leap of faith and give it a shot. If you hate it, you never have to come back. Right. Um, and do your best to uh, not spend too much money. For me, it doesn't make sense to invest a ton of money in something that's not going to give me equal payback.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so for your first pageant, pull out an old prom dress or borrow an old prom dress. Everybody's got one lying around somewhere.
0: Sure.
1: Um, there's an interview portion, but everybody should have a nice dress in their closet that they can put on. Uh, so just give it a try. Give it a shot and you'll, you'll, you'll learn Along the way, whether or not it's for you,
0: absolutely, and you know, amazing the scholarship money I mean a lot of talk right now is the amount of debt that physical therapy students are in, some uh, upwards to six figures,
1: yeah, it's when they scary.
0: graduate, so <laughs> that's a lot of money it is a lot of money that's yeah. a lot of money, and so I think what a great way to to get some scholarship money to help you pay for that
1: yes, absolutely I mean,
0: I mean I've been
1: in the Miss America organization for two years uh-huh. Uh, the first year I went to Miss Virginia, I was first runner-up. The second time I won. So just in a span of two years, I won over $30,000 in scholarship. And I can assure you did not invest nearly that much. Right, 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 right. In the process.
0: I mean, that's that's amazing. So listen, if there's any gals out there who's who thinks this might be something they'd be interested in, I mean, take the advice here. And, yeah, and, and go I for think
1: it. I'll share in your newsletter my contact information. Yeah, and so I'm willing to help in in any way I can. I mean, I don't. I'm not above uh, giving advice to anybody who wants to know more or is interested in knowing more. Uh, maybe not just about pageants, but about my career in general. Um, so I'm I'm pretty open to communicating with people and providing any assistance that I can because I know I've I've reached out along the way as well and wouldn't be here um, without those people who are willing to respond.
0: Absolutely. And let's talk, so you graduated from PT school this year, correct? Correct, in May. In May. And so an assistant professor already, how does that happen? So let's say there's people out there graduating and they're thinking, oh, maybe I want to do that, but I don't even know how to, how to even begin to to get into a school system. Right, right. Um, well, I think it was helpful that
1: I had the background in health and physical education. So I okay. had had a teacher certificate, I had experience teaching, obviously not um, on the graduate school level, but K through 12, I had that experience. So I think that was helpful um, on my resume to have that background. Um, in addition to that, my university was looking to expand. We were kind of short staffed a little bit. They were looking to add somebody else, um, another professor to the department. And then I think with anything in life, your relationships make a huge difference and the impact that you've made on people make a huge difference. Um, so I even see students now, um, who are in our program who just are leaving a sour taste in professors mouths or, Mm. or not necessarily performing as well in the clinic as they ought to. And all of those things are noticed. I think everything's noticed, the way you show up, your professionalism, even while sitting in class. All those things are noticed. And so everywhere I go, I try to make the best impression I can, because you never know where your next opportunity will come from. So while I was going through school, I never thought to myself, I might want, well, I I guess I did have the thought that I might want to come back to Hampton and teach, because I do enjoy teaching, and I enjoyed um, teaching K through 12. There was just too much discipline to deal with, so I knew I couldn't do it forever. Um, so just keeping that in the back of your mind that you never know what opportunities are waiting for you. You never know if the person you're meeting is going to turn into your boss. Um, and so just trying to make an impact in every minute and every day, um, when you're in public at least. And then when you get home, you can sort of throw your shoes off and sit back and relax. But when you're in pu- in public, you have to remember that people are watching.
0: Okay. So what is your best advice for a student, whether it be physical therapy, physical therapy, assistant, or any student really, who's looking to get into academia?
1: I think the important thing is to sort of start the conversation. So even as a student, I don't know that it was explicitly stated that I might want to go into academia, but it was something that was sort of joked about. Um, My professors knew I had a background in education. Of course, we had a teaching and learning class in, uh, in physical therapy school that I loved. Uh, I I was always the one to volunteer to present in class. And so I think it was obvious to them that it was something that I was interested in in the back of my head. Um, But I would just say to start the conversation because the worst that somebody can say is no. And you never know when a department is looking to expand. You never know what opportunities might be out there. Um, And somebody could see some potential in you that you might not be able to see in yourself. So it's important to start that conversation and make sure that you're making a positive impact that would support. Uh, you being effective in a position in academia.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, I was once told by a five-year-old that if you never <laughs> ask the question, the answer is always no. <laughs> that is very wise advice. Wise well, words well, from a five-year-old. That literally word a verbatim out of his mouth. Isn't
1: S- it funny what kids pick up on and how much wisdom wisdom they have to share just from
0: the way they manipulate their
1: parents, I, I
0: Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> this kid was something. Um, he really was. But uh, you know, I think that's important. So if you're a student and you're interested, just ask. Right. Just ask. And don't don't assume that maybe your pro- if your professor is going to come up and ask you. Right. Like, hey, how would you like to come? You know, th- have you ever thought about an assistant professor or going into academia? If it's something you're interested speak up and ask someone. And maybe it's not your professor, maybe it's your academic advisor, or maybe it's your clinical instructor on one of your rotations, but just ask about it.
1: Yeah, I think that's what's most important is starting the conversation.
0: Absolutely. Okay, well, unfortunately, talking about starting a conversation, we have to end our conversation because it's been almost 40, 45 minutes here, believe it or not. Um, I (laughs) know. I know, it goes by so fast, doesn't it? So I guess just to kind of wrap things up, what, I guess, what are the the main takeaways that you want listeners to come away with from our conversation today? Um, I guess I don't know that I've said it at any
1: point in this conversation, but I truly didn't appreciate what my potential was. I never, I never have, um... But people were able to see things in me that I was unable to see in myself. But I feel as if I live my life in a way that always set me up um, for another opportunity. So I think when you make good choices, when you exhibit good behavior, it always opens another door. Um, on In contrast to that, if you make bad decisions or uh, present yourself negatively, you're shutting doors along the way. So I just encourage people to continue to live positively, to make positive impacts each and every day, um, and really just explore every opportunity that comes your way. I never five years ago would have thought that I'd be sitting here having been Miss Virginia, um, now Miss Virginia USA, going to compete at Miss USA. Like, those are things that I didn't know I was capable of doing. But I was willing to give it a try, and I was willing to uh, possibly fail, because you could win when you compete in a pageant, but you could also not win. Absolutely. so just give it a try, do things that you have never thought you could do, because um, you'll be surprised at your own potential, and I know I have been, I, I still am, so.
0: Yeah, and I think that's great advice, do something that makes you a little uncomfortable, because that's usually when you grow the most. Absolutely, yeah, you put it a little bit,
1: much more eloquently than I did. No, uh, no, no, no. That's
0: essentially what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree 100%, and I think that's great advice, and I think, that uh, you're a great example of how to incorporate what you do, what you're passionate about, across a lot of different settings, from your clinic work to school to the Miss USA pageant.
1: Right. I mean, it's it's who I am is just ingrained in everything that I do.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, I wish you all the best. And if someone wants to get in touch with you, how can they do it?
1: They can email me, uh, missvausa16 at gmail.com. I've got a ton of social media. Um, so you can follow my personal Desi Williams PT, D-E-S-I Williams PT, or my, to follow the Miss Virginia uh, journey. On Instagram, I'm Real realmissvausa. And then on Twitter, I'm just USA. Um, you can find me on Facebook. There, there are a ton of different options, and you'll – I hope that yeah. in This'll, this in the newsletter.
0: Yes, this will all go out into the newsletter. But and if you and which reminds me, if you're if you don't subscribe to the newsletter, just go to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com and subscribe to it. It just takes 2 seconds. Just need your email and then you'll get all this great information. Um so Desiree, thank you so much for coming on. Good. When is the Miss USA pageant? What's They've not announced the date, announced a date yet. It oh, okay.
1: Sometime next summer. So, probably June or July. And I certainly appreciate any support, any words of positivity that I can get along the way. Um, so, PTs, we should all unite um, and hopefully make this a win for all of us. Yes,
0: yes, I agree. Get PT out there on a bigger platform. I think that would be amazing. So, Absolutely. good luck to you. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And everyone, thanks for listening. Have a great week and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart.